0: Welcome to the Dork Forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions
1: about our obsessions will make make us laugh and and smile. So
0: let's explore the Dork Forest and dork dork down for a while. Hi, Jackie Cation here. You're listening to the Dork Forest. You know the websites, dorkforest.com, thedorkforest.com if you like a determiner, JackieCation.com. Has everything, both of my podcasts, all of the standup stuff, the new album, links to YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all the things. But so I think does DorkForest.com, where you can look at old videos of different shows. Anyway, if you want to support the show, tell people about the show, review it on iTunes, thumbs it up on Pandora or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. I appreciate that. You can donate. You can donate monthly. PayPal lets you do that. You can also do my Venmo if you like. It's at JackieKation absolutely everywhere. And my email address is Jackie at Jackiecation.com And that's what the PayPal is. The PayPal link is on Jackiecation.com and DorkForest.com. And go to any of them. Thanks for listening. There's merch, there's stand up. there's tour guide. You know, you can find out where I'm touring. This is getting long. So let's get into the show. It's happening. I'm Jackie Cation. And uh, I'm in my garage. And <coughs> I am sitting here with uh, Barbara Mele. And uh, you are going to, uh, I'm very excited. It's when this comes out, it's going to be right around your birthday. That's right. April fools, April fools. That's the first of April. You guys, I'm not kidding. And, um, uh, Barbara Melee. her Twitter handle is at B as in Barbara MC as in Mick MC, and then melee M E L E. It'll be in the notes. So if you want to follow her on Twitter and at the very least, uh, say happy birthday do that and then uh and but we're gonna dork out about flowers and and maybe she might post on her birthday where you could send her flowers and that would be hilarious and uh because you like flowers what's happening I don't know a lot about flowers yeah. they're very pretty
1: oh my gosh there's so much I could tell you about flowers um so it all started when I was okay. a wee toddler and uh, my grandmother was a landscape architect. So my earliest memories are hanging out in the garden with her and, you know, learning about, all about plants. Um, but she had seven daughters and my mom is the only one who did not also become a landscape architect. Oh, my so, gosh.
0: Yeah. Seriously? Uh, six daughters and they all became landscape ar- architects? Seven daughters
1: seven. and or three six, boys. Six
0: and th- oh, hi.
1: Catholic much? Irish? Yeah.
0: Bingo. Right. On the nose. Oh, that's I. A- <laughs> I'm familiar uh, with the genre.
1: Yeah. Irish, Spanish, Catholic. So there
0: you go. Fair All enough. Sides.
1: Um,
0: All sides. Yeah. So Catholic. Yes. yes.
1: Um, so uh, I wanted to do something that, you know, connected with like these really great memories I had from childhood, but not sort of, I guess, like betray my mom.
0: <laughs> um <laughs> I, she didn't like it.
1: Well, it just, it would have seemed sort of like I, I was calling out allegiance to a different part of the family right if I went and did what all of her sisters did um right
0: what did what did you can I quickly ask what your what did your mother do
1: she has her master's in child art therapy so
0: super different path (laughs) different path but still cool she might paint a flower okay yeah um and
1: uh so yeah so for some reason to me that translated to working in a flower shop and um so I got my first job when I was 18. And now it's over 20 years later. And right. I literally
0: have not had a job outside of
1: flowers in over 20 years.
0: The flower industry mm-hmm. is where you work. That's right. And um just so people know, I don't know if uh if the name on the side of the video, uh Pete is your husband. Yes. <laughs> and it's his <laughs> Zoom account, and that's yes. fine. Yeah. Uh don't yeah, let us not sweat it. Uh, but the, uh, so, well, here's the weird thing is that, um, what is, so, so you go into flowers, Mm -hmm. you now know what about, I mean, I don't, here's, here's all I know. When I was a kid, my stepmother told me that carnations were lame. So never get her carnations. (laughs) that they were somehow, and we're from a little factory town in, uh, she's from Cudahy. I'm from South Milwaukee. We grew up in, you know, she grew up in Cudahy, never really went anywhere. And, um, she's like, they're kind of white trash, Jackie carnations. Don't do it. Don't do it. And uh, you're like, Oh, okay. All right. And I won't get you carnations. I'm nine. So what do I know from flowers? And, um, uh, so wh- first of all, the much maligned carnation. What mm-hmm. do you think of that?
1: So actually, uh, I, I do know from uh, having spoken to lots of people over the years that what flowers can be obtained geographically is very different from one place to the next. So, oh. for example, in New York City, we're a port city, right? So it's much easier and faster for us to get flowers that to get to you like.
0: Can, you could can get orchids. You yes. Because Their things are coming in Mm -hmm. and all right. Um, See, you know,
1: some stuff about flowers.
0: No, I just, I I read a mystery novel where the guy really liked orchids. Was that? So, and they were, it might've been, it was uh,
1: Hercule Poirot, possibly. Oh my gosh. I used to watch his (laughs) stuff when I was a kid.
0: Yeah. I think it's, uh, it's on PBS. And, Mm -hmm. um, but he was, he, he. Was it him? And it might have been Hero, a guy named Hero. And whatever it was, it was an old-timey mystery series that I thoroughly enjoyed. But uh, he was very, very heavy, and he never left the house. (laughs) And people would bring the mystery to him, Mm -hmm. and he would be in his attic working with orchids. I kind doing of this miss that possibly. from the show. Yeah. <laughs> that's a
1: well-known uh floristry gesture. Yes.
0: <laughs> so uh yeah, so that's all. I don't really know anything about orchids except for that they're kind of hard to to keep alive.
1: They actually are very long lasting, even cut. Um But because they're exotic, right, they either have to be they're actually genetically grown from uh, slices of stem that then they get put into like petri material and that's and they get replicated. So hundreds of plants from the same one piece then grow into like hundreds of individual new plants.
0: Do orchids occur in nature or were they they genetically modified?
1: They do. But in nature, they uh, grow symbiotically on other trees like in the rainforest. So oh, okay. The cost of like growing them in a lab versus constantly having to harvest them in a rainforest, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh I worked in Chicago for a couple of years as a florist. And um there they absolutely were would say yes use the carnations, use the lilies, use the moms, the roses, the baby's breath. And if I ever went to touch an orchid, they'd be like, no, no, no. We have to keep that for the special clients. (laughs) So uh, I could very much see in Milwaukee carnations being, I've never heard them called the white trash of flowers, but that's amazing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's well, it's, I think they were, she was just, they they might've been overused. And so Mm -hmm. possibly calling, and I get to use that term, you guys, that's it. This is, uh, this is the whitest of Whitey Magoos in the whole wide (laughs) world. So, uh, that's the way it goes. And so if you're all mad about it, so sad, too bad, get over it. And, um, I'm the Joe Rogan. Of 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 calling carnations out, so uh, <laughs> ridiculous. But uh, so what? What about um? Yeah. So how many how many different places have you worked as a florist? Have you have you done have you done destination floral trips? I have. I have taught uh,
1: floral design in Mexico in Monterrey. Oh,
0: really? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh. Okay. So. Okay, so you have been different places where clearly, obviously, geographically, as you were mm-hmm. saying, mm-hmm. there are different flowers to be had. So, is the longest place you've worked in New York? Yes. Okay. So how? So you 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 start working at a florist shop. Mm-hmm. Is the first the first thing is don't touch the orchids, right? Don't touch the expensive flowers because you're going to break them. Mm-hmm. How how do you break a flower? if you're a florist and you're not and you're brand new (laughs)
1: lots of ways (laughs) um so actually i broke a lot of flowers my first week because i was in a totally brand new style of shop in the city and um, they wanted to teach everybody basically from scratch so they were excited that i didn't have any previous experience which always when i had walked into a shop and said hey i'll sweep your floors i don't care i just want to learn they'd be like come back when you have experience but sort of chicken and egg thing right yeah yeah.
0: how you gonna yeah
1: yeah so i uh i got my first break in uh, my first year of college and there was kind of a um intense dutch woman who was teaching everybody how to make european hand-tied bouquets and uh so she gave me a mix of flowers showed me how to do it once and then said okay do that and at the time you know i was like 17 i had only um babysat or like answered the phones at right. my local church. So when they asked me how many hours I could work, I was like, I don't, whatever, here's my schedule. My class schedule just work me around that. So for 55 hours, all I did was put these stems together and then take them back apart. And the Dutch women would just walk back and forth and not say a word so I didn't know if I was improving or <laughs> but right. the poor flowers were all like like just <laughs> totally ready to give up at the end of 55 hours of handling
0: and what was right because you were were you using the same yes. like 20 flowers yeah and what what is what kind of hand tied what what's it uh, called? a hand
1: tied bouquet okay what is so, that Um, It's a very European style. Usually the top of the bouquet is like, um, it's called a pave, which means pavement in French. It's very like flat. Um, And all the flowers have a chance to like really be visible rather than if you do kind of like uh, different heights and stuff, you're giving more attention to one stem rather than another.
0: Okay. So a bouquet like that, you might want to carry that if you were getting all married or walking around. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um what was in that? What is traditionally in that kind of bouquet? Uh
1: lots of like garden stems. So, uh roses for sure because roses have always been around since like Roman times. Um stuff like daisies because they're really hardy, foliage because they support the flowers so that, you know, they show a little bit better. And right. uh one of the key things with the hand-tied is the mechanics of putting it together. So, um it's one of the like sort of misconceptions about floristry that people think like, yeah, it's flowers. They grow on the side of the road. You can just <laughs> scoop up a handful. Why do I have to pay you $50 for a bouquet? But um, right. it makes a big difference if you're putting the stems like vertically next to each other versus like adding every stem at an angle. And when you okay. do that, the flowers splay out more and you get like a fuller, you know, more attractive presentation. Uh, yeah.
0: So. I, I know that in some of the romance novels that I've I've read in the course of my hundred years, uh, <laughs> flower design was a skill that they would teach ladies, mm-hmm. um, to, and then there would be flowers in every room. Because so, they gave you,
1: they gave the women something to do.
0: Right, that, right. You know, instead of revolution, instead yes. of murdering everyone in their sleep. <laughs> so good for them. Good for they. Look over there. <laughs> look how pretty those flowers are. <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah. No time so, for murder. <laughs>
0: no time for murdering. Uh, you got flowers to to gather. Mm-hmm. So okay. So if um, so, roses you said have been around as as a flower that people were psyched about since Roman times. Yeah,
1: um, they actually. There's lots of fam of plants in the family of roses say, which is a really big right branching out. So uh, apples are actually related to roses. Oh, we can eat apples, um, rose hips, and rose leaves, or it can be used medicinally for a lot of stuff. Um, and they kind of grow like nuts on their own. So, yeah. um, and then they could be cultivated so that the plants—they're one of the very few plants that, uh, for floristry, reliably produce. So they—the um, bushes have been hybridized, so they grow. They offer blooms every six weeks.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Which you think most most plants, like maybe you see the blooms for a couple of weeks
0: and then their season's gone. But we have uh, our our orange tree and our lemon tree are both blooming. Oh, nice. um, That's early. (laughs) Well, I'm in Los Angeles. Yeah. So uh, March. um, Yeah. But that's we usually have two crops of oranges a year. We get a crop in the winter and then we get a crop in around July. Mm hmm. So I don't know what the cycle is from a blooming of a thing to a um, to a to a, a fruiting of a thing. Well, it depends on the thing. Uh, the thing, yeah, right? yep. So um, there's always oranges on the tree. That's that that I know. There's always lemons on the tree. Mm-hmm. It's a Meyer lemon tree and a Valencia orange tree. Oh, so, you're so lucky! So lucky. Very lucky. My mother in law has a neighbor with avo- an avocado tree. Oh my gosh! And it's, av- and it's avocado season right now. Uh huh. So we go visit her once a week, and we come home with ten avocados, like and she right off the five, tree. Right off the tree, and but it only—it's only for six weeks. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to need an avocado ever again, except for those, <laughs> like those six weeks, it becomes a thousand avocados in my head. Yeah. And then, and then I'm like, I'm good. I don't need an avocado.
1: I actually uh, just found out and tested it recently that you can um, freeze or refrigerate avocados until you're ready to eat them.
0: How are you, are you opening it up or are you freezing it whole? Right in the skin. Whole thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause we have three that need eating right now, right now. I Matter wonder to leave right now. No,
1: yeah, today. I don't. I don't know how they would hold up if you froze them yeah. now.
0: Right, right. It's if they were ripe, but if they were just picked, they probably last longer than you could. Uh, you could um, right. mm-hmm. and and then they would ripen, and then you could eat them. Right. But it might be too late for these six avocados. So I'll be having avocado toast. <laughs> I'll be having uh, different things with avocado, <laughs> guacamole. <laughs> sometimes, yeah, sometimes we just eat avocado spoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's delicious. You could but, um, make a
1: hair mask with some of those.
0: Oh, could do that. Yeah, yeah. Could mm-hmm. could bring it off to the uh, to the the Korean spa that I go to sometimes. <laughs> they, they, they use a cucumber. Put this in my hair. <laughs> 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 what? Um, so, what flowers are um, now? You want to do anecdotes about flowers, or do you want to tell me your favorite flowers, or do you want to do both? I can't. I can't really.
1: It's really hard to say favorite flowers because I, like I, I love them all. I actually think it's easier to say the ones I don't like.
0: Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. So what would make you not like a flower?
1: Uh, so there's one called Tweedia, which is really cute. It's a very pale blue and it's really tiny, but it reeks. It smells like when you cut it, it smells like um, like cat musk.
0: Oh, weird. And how do, how do you smell yeah. this? spell it yeah how do you spell that flower flower. yeah
1: uh tweed like the
0: fabric Tweed. yeah and then i a tweedia and Mm -hmm. it the flowers don't smell it cut it smells when you cut it
1: yeah because they one of their a lot of plants have this one of their like self-defense mechanisms is if they get injured um, they seep out different kinds of sap and theirs happens to be really stinky, probably to warn animals away. Right. So right. they don't eat them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That it is... just
1: They get all sticky. It's actually really toxic for your skin and your like, if you get it in your eyes, you can go blind. So what?
0: yeah, I just, I don't, th- yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't think that you're wrong to not like that. This flower. is a risk value equation that I <laughs> am not getting behind. Is anyone asking for a Tweedia in their, in in their, do they, are they usually goth? What's happening?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I think they are so married to like a pastel aesthetic that they just
0: have to have it. (laughs) And they've only just seen, so if you've cut them and they stink Mm -hmm. and you try and you are wearing gloves and you don't touch your face Mm -hmm. uh, and then you put it in, you know, you wrap it and you give it to them. Does it continue to stink when it gets to their house?
1: So any stem universally starts to seal itself within seconds of being cut. So probably, you know, after five minutes, it won't continue to smell. Um, So they
0: don't even know what they're doing.
1: Right. They don't even know.
0: And if they cut it again when they get home, because, you know, uh, and tell me if I'm wrong, you get a, a bouquet of flowers uh, or you get some flowers. You're supposed to sort of cut them at an angle and yes. then stick them in water. Yes. <laughs> so many
1: people don't understand that or realize it.
0: Because oh, is it because the because the stem has sealed itself? Yeah, and then it can't drink. Yeah, then it can't drink. So once they get their tweety at home, they're mm-hmm. and 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 they're smart. They cut them again, and they're like. Oh, I have to rub my face and then they go blind. <laughs> what is that
1: smell? <laughs> yeah.
0: And then they wake up the next smell? morning
1: with like a giant swollen nose.
0: Oh my gosh. dum dum dum
1: So, um, yeah. This, this actually is a good uh, segue to an anecdote.
0: Please. So,
1: um, I the first shop I worked in, I was in college. And every spring, it was really common to sell uh, paper white bulbs, which they're a type of narcissus. So the same family as daffodils. Oh, pretty. They're very, very fragrant. And a lot of people enjoy them because they're like, oh, spring is coming, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But we would just sell the bulbs loose. And uh, the shop I was working at was on the Upper West Side. So very family neighborhood. We had a lot of regular customers. It was super sweet. And um, I had a husband come in a couple weeks after the wife had been in and he was like oh do you guys still have those uh onion things that you know you were selling like onion things um, <laughs> and he's like he proceeds to tell me yeah my wife bought some and put them in the fridge to like keep them cold until she was ready to do something with them and he thought they were some kind of weird shallot he thought they, he, they were an onion he cut them and ate them and ended up in the hospital with poisoning and
0: dude
1: I, I was a college kid so I'm like ah uh,
0: are you gonna sue us <laughs> right I right I survived I thought it was funny I, I thought it was funny so I thought I'd get some more and give it to my buddy you're like <laughs> no 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 sir <laughs> yes and please don't do that please don't do that that's uh, that I do love a daffodil though I like you know what mm-hmm. I like I like I'm, I'm kind of like it's not it's not an exciting. You know like I it, I'm almost a caricature of a cuz there are people who like an exotic tweedia or an onion mm-hmm. and um <laughs> I I like a daffodil, I like a daisy, I like a tulip a great deal. You like happy um, flowers. I do enjoy a happy happy flower because mm-hmm. uh much like books, why read why why have a sad flower? Are there's in it? Are there sad flowers? Of
1: course. Would be a sad
0: flower. Um
1: guess? well, It's become a trend recently to dye and preserve flowers. So we can actually, um, there's lots of uh, flowers that are black now, which does appeal to the goth crowd.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, right.
1: Um, But there are also flowers that are uh, typically associated with like death and mourning. So uh, white lilies are one of those Um, tuber roses, which because they're very fragrant. Um, it's not a rose. I I don't okay. know why it's named that actually. Um, but the fragrance, you know, a lot of the stronger smelling flowers help mask, like
0: oh, embalming mask. Yeah. and yeah mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Yep, and that has also always been like a very human thing,
0: right? To get the stinkiest flowers yes. um, for for the for the funeral or yep. the wake at least. Mm-hmm. And um, what about calla lilies? Are those a, a funeral? Is that a funeral flower? Or I,
1: I think they had a moment in like the early '90s because everything was very uh, not retro, but like you know, like the really sleek lines on stuff. And callas yeah. are a very sleek line flower. Um, they're
0: they're they're tall too, aren't they?
1: Yeah, they're actually they come in really different ones. So there's the the big ones that are in Diego Rivera's paintings. Those are okay. called open cut callas. Um, and they're in his paintings because they're natively grown in Mexico. So they're huge, like the biggest, the most beautiful callas you can get. Um, but then there's also mini callas, which the heads are like only a couple inches big. And they come in every color, almost every color you can think of.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And it just occurred to me, we have a plant that our neighbor gave us. Uh, it's a dragon fruit plant. Whoa. And it only blooms at night. Um, like once every three to six months. Mm-hmm. And but the thing is, is we've never gotten a fruit off of it because it to be pollinated, the bug doesn't live here. And uh. um, and Andy said that he was talking with Ruck, our neighbor, who's uh from Thailand, uh, and Ruck is like well, if you all the flower stems, like mm-hmm. inside, uh, <laughs> I was like, "What are you fingering the flowers?" That's a lot. Yeah, and um, and so Andy has tried it. Uh, no know, success you know, yet. No success <laughs> yet, but I believe Ruck next door they had a dragon fruit. They got one, so Ruck has just a really good technique. <laughs>
1: Technique is a big part of uh, floral <laughs> design. <laughs> yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. He has a very they have a they have a uh him and his wife are actually very good with their garden and they have a lot of things that flower that are very pretty. Andy likes flowers more than me. I like um vegetables. Mm-hmm. So uh I have a I have I plant the vegetable garden and he plants the flowers. So well, it's good
1: because the uh pollinators are happy with both, so they'll bounce around.
0: Yeah. And yeah. So they're psyched. They're psyched mm-hmm. to have uh, the selection. Right. Um, <laughs> what, um, okay. So, so what are some of the like people come in? Mm-hmm. And because a lot of a florist, the job at a, at a, at a, at a shop, a flower shop is customer service. Yes. And, you want to work with flowers, not with people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually am an extrovert, so I do enjoy, you know. So oh, I, oh, good. I've definitely had days where I wake up on the wrong side of the bed and I don't want anybody to talk to me. But I, you know, my first customer just starts chit-chatting and like, oh, okay, I'm better now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. It is. I mean, sometimes you just need a little social to, to get you out of the the, yeah. the funk anyway. So mm-hmm. what um so But is there is there a job in the florist shop where you wouldn't like you just spend the whole day in the back?
1: I mean, I think even if you only work in the office, you have to answer the phones. But there are a lot of shops that operate with people who um, exclusively condition the flowers. So chop everything. That? Okay. So, so they don't come ready to go, right? They, uh, they get cut a couple of days before they arrive in the shop and they have to be treated with like really cold air with sealants on the bottom of the stems, hydrators, and, uh, and then they travel right to get from the farms to the shops. Um, so when they arrive, you have to kind of, you know, judge them, wake them up. A right. Bit. Sure. And, um, yeah. You're so, a flower
0: fluffler fluffer. It's, it's flower fluffing. <laughs> so and many
1: ways to fluff flowers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How many ways though? Cause what, you, I mean, the thing is, is if, if you get a, the flowers and they're now they're three days old and they've mm-hmm. been treated and they're cold, mm-hmm. do you, is, is there, is, what's the path to sort of get them into the case so that people go, Oh my gosh, I want that.
1: So it it really depends on the stem structure. Um, so stuff like tulips and daffodils are really great at retaining water. Um, you sometimes don't even have to cut them, like recut them. You just put them right in water, and they will absorb through the stems.
0: Okay, like not even uh, through the bottom, but through the sides. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's great.
1: Um, yeah, so they're super easy. And then um, stuff like roses, they actually have very uh, fibrous stems so what helps them hydrate really well is uh, capillary action, so you want to recut the stem and put it in very hot water not boiling it should be like a warm bath. So you okay. use your wrist or your fingers, right? Just oh, make sure Like it's... a baby. Like yeah, a baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so you put really, really hot water on the stems and then you put them in the fridge again where they're cold and the differential temperatures, like the water shoots right up to the flower. It still takes about six hours, but then like they're fully hydrated and they will still last another two weeks when they get to somebody's house.
0: Oh, that's... So, yeah, because that's a big deal too, right? Is how yeah. long are they going to last when you... When they leave the shop. Mm-hmm. Can, if you walk into another shop, mm-hmm. like uh can you tell how skilled they are by what's what you're looking at?
1: Well, I think um like display is is one indicator, right, of how they're caring for the flowers. Um, another one is I think that people have this kind of like they get scared, like, oh flowers are complex or they never last for me. But it's actually a lot like shopping for produce. So okay. um like if you see <laughs> you know a banana or an apple has a brown spot like obviously it got bruised somewhere it's the same with flowers with of all that, kinds
0: That so, makes sense.
1: Yeah, like uh the stem should be green and fresh looking they shouldn't be like starting to yellow or get spots um yeah.
0: Okay, that makes that makes perfect sense actually. Uh because the reason it has a spot is because there's trouble, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> something is happening. Um, now, <clears throat> uh, so this is going by so fast. We're <laughs> like twenty. We're like almost a half an hour. But uh, the, I wanted to ask you. So, did you go to school and learn about stem structure and 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 that thing, or did you just learn on the job?
1: So um, I learned a lot from my grandmother and I did yep. learn design. I, I learned on the job, um, but it's actually one of the newer developments, newer, like in the past 20 years, not 20 years. Yeah, maybe about 20 years. So right when I started working in a flower shop, um, flower schools started to open and become a thing. So now there are avenues for people who, if they want to get into the field or they're not sure they want to find out more, they can take some classes and find out what it's like to work with the flowers. Um, and is
0: it, is it like, is it botany? Is it, are you studying it's, stanum, st- stamen? You know how there's different parts of a
1: Yeah, stamens, pistols.
0: There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Seventh grade biology. (laughs) Well, you know, I once went to, there is a glass flower exhibit in Boston, Massachusetts. Wow. Um, It is at the Harvard Natural Museum Mm -hmm. and they are hand-blown glass. It's called the flower exhibit. Okay. And it's in Harvard Mm -hmm. uh, in their natural museum. And in the late 1800s, early 1900s, German botanists uh, glass blew uh, different parts of plants so that uh, people could study plants huh. for science. Yeah, because they'd be, they wouldn't die. They wouldn't right? die. You could, you could really get in there and see like the cut stems and the different parts of. And then they shipped these glass things from Germany to to Boston, to Harvard. And it's an entire, like two, I think it's at least one giant room. It might be two two rooms now of small rooms. And there's just signs on every case. Do not lean against the case. Uh, Do not lean against the case. <laughs> and Andy took me to it when we were in Boston once many years ago because he thought it would be pretty. Mm-hmm. He thought it would be tulips and it would be, you know, when, when you go and see, you know, you go to the fair, someone's blowing glass, they're yeah. making unicorns and 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 daisies yeah. and daffodils. Uh, this thing was not beautiful, but it was beautiful because mm-hmm. it was science and it was amazing. Uh, but I think if you ever make it to Boston, you should look into seeing that that flower exhibit at the Harvard Natural, because it's open to the public.
1: That And it's called the flower exhibit?
0: I believe so. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh So this is part of why I've been in this for over two decades. It's because there's always like some new, you know, like uh, knowledge or way of working with flowers. Like it's it's such a big world and you can um, really pick your your lane, you know, like. Yeah. um, So I really love teaching floral design, but that didn't really become a thing until recently. Okay. Um, And, uh, or you could work events or you could only do gifts or sympathy designs.
0: Um, Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. Or you could work in the growing side, like, or the wholesale side.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's like business side and then there's design side and then there's science side. Yeah. And, uh, and so you, are, are you getting to teach floral design more? Yes. uh, I'm teaching for the New York Botanical
1: Gardens. That's neat. Yes, it's very cool. Um and I with a good friend of mine who teaches photography and social media, we're going to be um sort of like touring a class uh this summer.
0: Okay. So, Where how would people how would people find that? What's that um, called? Um
1: so they it's called style and shoot and um the, I get it. <laughs> 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 um, that is going to be uh july 30th through the botanical gardens and then in august up in chautauqua new york um, okay. with the women's club but i don't remember the date off the top of my
0: head but style and shoot are you guys going to have your own instagram kind of situation and and uh yeah, I mean cuz it's 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 definitely part of the equation, right? Like you can make the most
1: beautiful thing, but if you take a crap photo of it, people won't appreciate right. it, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And there's lots of so, like silly little tricks that can give you a better photo.
0: Okay. And so but you're teaching people how to do to do floral design, like sort of like the, mm-hmm. like the very angry Dutch woman, Yes. <laughs> uh, you, 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 but but hopefully <laughs> with a little more feedback yeah. and <laughs> you're like, I don't just need to 50 hours of, how does that look? Oh and, um, there'd
1: be torture for me and the student,
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So wh- how do you start to teach, like, is it, do you start to teach people how to, um, h- how to, h- how to do, how to design bouquets and flowers and
1: so I I think a really good place to start no matter what um level of familiarity people have is the conditioning because there's always like better ways or some people find that uh one way works better for them than another and that could be like the minerals that are in your water it could be the temperature of where they're hydrated you know there's so many factors so um and I didn't learn like proper conditioning on the job, I actually learned it when I first started teaching, like six or seven years ago. Um, oh, okay. So you know, there's like on the fly, out of necess- necessity, and then there's like the right way to do it.
0: <laughs> right, right. Like somebody, somebody put some thought into it. There was mm-hmm. trial and error, science was involved. Yes. Uh, and then there's someone wants to own a flower shop and they're like, well, this is what I do. And it usually works. Right. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So um,
1: people don't have to trial and error it so much anymore because of the flower schools. And because uh, there's a organization called society of American florists, which is SAF for short. Um, And uh, you can, there's different membership levels, but they, they do very much like they're involved in the horticultural side, the science side, um, the design side, so uh, okay, they're part of the Philadelphia Flower Show every year, which is really okay. cool. Um, do you, yeah, uh,
0: do you go to flower shows?
1: Um, I've been to a few, but I guess I don't know. I everybody has like their own style too, mm-hmm. um, and the stuff that they do at the shows is very technical and usually involves um, hard materials like non-floral stuff. Which oh, is like,
0: did they turn it into like Comic Con? Yes, and it's like it's not like,
1: my jam at all.
0: No, no, you you just want all flowers. I don't need to see the FX, mm-hmm. uh, right? It doesn't yeah. need to have Christmas lights in it. <laughs> just make the flowers work. You hundred yeah. percent get it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, I I liked I like a tech convention as much as the next person, mm-hmm. but if I went to a flower convention, I would want. To see the flowers. I once went to get this a beach glass convention. What? With yes. Uh, and it was not good. I know that you <laughs> are not surprised. And uh, but I when I was a kid, I freaking loved beach glass, uh-huh. right? I grew up next to Lake Michigan. People used to drink and drive their boats and throw their beer glasses <laughs> over beer bottles over the into Lake Michigan, and so you would walk on the beaches. And you would find brown and green, you know, Heineken, you'd be Mm -hmm. pretty psyched. Uh brown (laughs) (laughs) blue. You get a pale blue one? Like (gasps) (laughs) <gasps> <the mermaid glass. laughs> oh my God, the red, red was like the gold standard of, uh, there was never any gold anyway. So, but there would be different colored beach glass. And so I was in Erie, Pennsylvania one year with Maria Bamford working a very terrible comedy club that is probably better now. But, uh, we did two <laughs> things hope. in, in Erie, Pennsylvania that, that, that weekend we went to their art museum, which was a nickel and had one of each, they had a Matisse but it was a drawing.
1: They had a <laughs>
0: statue from Japan, but there was just the one of them. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it was a very small, but actually quite beautiful little art museum. Mm-hmm. And it was $7 to go. And wow. we went and it was, and but uh, there was also a convention for beach glass at the Erie, Pennsylvania like Convention a whole Center.
1: convention.
0: Yeah. And so I was like, I really want to go to that. It was $15 a piece and it was lame. And I was not happy. And then Maria was like, there's an art museum. And I was like, I'm going to be disappointed again. And she was like, let's try. <laughs> and so we went and it was $7 and it was so much better. But uh, yes, so beach glass, I wanted it just to be sort of, here's a rare piece of beach glass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's red. I really wanted to see a red piece of beach glass. But it was people who had found, you know, brown and green beach glass and turned it into earrings. <laughs> I was really truly disappointed. Oh man,
1: I'm sorry. That yeah, doesn't like why. a bummer.
0: <laughs> it was lame. It did. It was a clock eater, though. It really, it really took <laughs> up. Uh, it was got us out of the hotel room.
1: Uh, <laughs> he went the what? whole room, like holding out hope there was going to be a sculpture or something
0: made out of beach glass. <laughs> right. Come on, exactly. How cool would that have been is if if someone had found enough beach glass to recreate a beer bottle, Mm -hmm. anything literally at this point. So what were you, what, what are some of your favorite, um, sort of floral moments like of your career or of, of, of just kind of cool things that you've seen other people do or that you got to do?
1: Um, so I, uh, one of, my favorite weddings that I ever designed for somebody. Um, It it wasn't like through me, it was through the shop I was working with, but I was the creative director. So I was, you know, meeting the clients and talking them through ideas and budgets and everything. And um, this girl, I think it started with an email. She said, I have a $2,000 budget, but she was, the wedding was going to be at Liberty Warehouse, which is kind of a little bit more pricey venue in Brooklyn because, you know, it's very hipster. Okay. Um. And so she came in for the meeting and had the, the diagram of her whole layout and like, we're going to walk in through here and I want all these moments along the way and then I want the arch. and, And I just really frankly and upfront said to her like, okay, but you know this isn't a $2,000 wedding, right? This is more like 10 or 15. And I guess it was just, maybe, you know, because of where she was in the process of planning, she said, oh, I totally, I get it. It's totally, let's, let's just work it out. Right. Okay. And, um, so then two of the most memorable, uh, moments in my career came out of that wedding. So one was when we went back at the end of the night to, um, break down yeah. and, um, she was like so overjoyed. You could tell she had the best day, and it was perfect.
0: That's and, so cool.
1: You know, we're we're coming in like when everybody's leaving. We're not really supposed to be seen or anything. But she like threw her arms around me and was like, "Barbara, everything was perfect. You were so magical." And it was just like, "Yep, this this is what I'm in it for." You know, oh, that's
0: so cool. Yeah, yeah.
1: And um, and then the other memorable part of that was uh the people who worked at the venue obviously like they do this day in and day out so they're over it right they just want to get out of there right um so they were turning the lights off on us and as they're walking out they're like uh don't make a mess and right then (laughs) like right at the exact same moment is when my husband had his hands on uh, a 20 inch cylinder full of water and sand and glass and went to pick it up and it uh, collapsed in his hands. <laughs> it's just what water a- and stones like ran everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh my God. God. I'm so glad the lights were off so that
0: <laughs> they didn't see no, this happen. No witnesses. No witnesses. Yeah. We'll yeah. clean it
1: up. And somehow, um, also miraculously, his he got no
0: cuts, like, at all. I was going to say, uh, if it crushed into itself, he might have cut his hands nope. really bad. Not That, is, that is outstanding. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Flowers, my wedding... I had a wedding, you guys, and um, I didn't know anything about it. All (laughs) I knew was that we were going to get married at this dim sum restaurant uh, in downtown Los Angeles. And 200 people were coming because I was 39 years old. And when you get married later, uh, everyone comes because it's a spectacle. And everyone's (laughs) like, oh, I thought you were dead, half of my relatives. (laughs) And uh, they're like, you're getting married (laughs) to a man? What's happening? So it went on, you know, it went on like that. But here's the scoop. Joe Wilson, one of the original hosts of the Dork Forest. If you go back 2006 to, I believe, 2010, um, Joe Wilson, co-host, delightful, delightful man. Love him dearly. He now lives in Albany, New York, with his wife, Kathy Zaloga, who Kathy Zaloga is a florist. And yeah. I've always wanted her to come on and talk about flowers. And um so she used to do the flowers for the Super Bowl every year. Whoa. And she would always do Christmas trees at, I think it was Eddie Murphy's house. <laughs> he wanted like six Christmas trees. Mm-hmm. And um, whatever it was, their gift to me for the wedding was she did the flowers. Mm-hmm. And which now I know was a $10,000 value and uh, was a boat ton of money. All I know was and he essentially orchestrated it. Mm-hmm. He was like they he he was he's an yeah. incredibly organized man.
1: The spouses and, of Florist are are long suffering <laughs> saints.
0: <laughs> right. He's done a lot of heavy lifting. There's yeah, been a he, lot of schlepping of yep. they of, get sucked okay. in
1: one way or you the get, other.
0: <laughs> you get sucked in. He yeah. got sucked in. He was like They're paying me, but I'm not going to tell you that this is something I would have chosen to do. I'm only here because of you, Jackie. Exactly. I'm only here. Right. And so um, I, but that, but you have told me, and the flowers were gorgeous. They were gorgeous. She made it, my bouquet. She made um, the bouquet for my sister, who was my matron of honor. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, very lovely. And and then there were some flowers and I did not know. And then she broke it all down. So much like, work, so much work. <laughs> the two of them. Yeah, I literally, I just, I just sent him. Um, I don't know. Is is marijuana legal in New York? Uh,
1: medicinally, yes, and the laws here are kind of funny. Like you can have up to a certain amount on your person, but you can't okay. be using it.
0: Oh, weird! In public, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Watch me eat the gummy bear. It's not touching my mouth. <laughs> No, you can't hire. You do No. 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 And so I just um, liked it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's weird. Uh, yeah, because I just uh, so I didn't send him anything, anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. But he enjoys because it's legal here, and uh, and yeah. I don't I don't use it because I fall asleep. But um, but he enjoys <laughs> it, and we are friends. So uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> what? What um, um, did sh- did she?
1: Like ask for your input, or you just were like, make it purple, and she like
0: ran with it. She knew what the colors were. That was Mm -hmm. it, because it was it was at a Chinese restaurant, and I decided to co-opt a Chinese culture. She she actually helped me uh, choose my i I tried to pick my wedding dress alone, Mm -hmm. and I can't. I dress like this. This is not okay. (laughs) So I got this outfit. And I, and then it was terrible. And I cried and I was like, I'm going to look super dumb. And so I called Kathy and Kathy was like, well, there is a wedding dress store. Do you want to go to the (laughs) wedding dress store, Jackie? And I was like, yes, let's go to the wedding dress store. We went and we bought, it was a bridesmaids dress Mm -hmm. and it was, I think it was $300 and it was red. And yep. funnily enough, the dim sum place, it's now closed, but uh, the dim sum place was enormous. Our side ha- had my wedding uh, with my husband. We got married to each other. 200 people. Luckily. And then on the other <laughs> side was a, chi- a wedding with a Chinese couple who wore white. They co-opted uh, the Whitey Magoo. Uh, uh-huh.
1: So everything yeah. was in balance.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. It was very yin and yang, you guys. Uh, yeah. And but it was. Yeah, no, she did not ask. She well, just, that's uh, okay. And, which is good because she was the professional. I was like, well, you'll know better than me what mm-hmm. what, uh, what will look good and what will look right as people push dim sum carts around. I don't, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just wanted there to be enough food.
1: <laughs> I, uh, I got and, really lucky when I got married because uh, Pete came to see me at work and I was working with a black calla lily. And he went, oh, what's that? Can we have that in our wedding? And uh, so then I had a direction. Otherwise, I, I don't know what I would have. I would have been trying to decide like down to the last minute.
0: Oh, it would have been too big. but. And, and, just and, because and, and, I like so
1: many things. Like, how do I just choose one right, for my right. wedding? You know,
0: what is so what was a was there of was it a vampire theme? A black calla lily. What was the. Uh,
1: no, we just um, we had super rich jewel tone. So like dark, deep reds and purples and then the black callas. Um, yep. And we really <laughs> we only did flowers for the wedding party because okay. we, we got married at a like a gardens recreational hall. So like, oh, that's, yeah, yeah, it was, it was beautiful background. There's no need to yeah. put stuff on the table. Right. You
0: you didn't need to do more. Plus you would have had to break it down. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it's your wedding.
1: <laughs> Actually, I yeah, yeah, I got my first employer did everything for me.
0: Oh, that was her gift. Yeah. You, I too.
1: Whenever people say like, oh, I'm going to do my own wedding flowers. I'm like, nope, nope. You're just <laughs> stressing yourself out. Don't do it. Right. Right. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of And you have a, a million things to think about, so.
0: Yeah, and it was uh, incredibly, yeah, it was incredibly well done, so. Um, Good. Yeah, that is, that is great. What, so when people go to pick flowers, is there any suggestions that you would, that, that you would give them?
1: Um, yeah, I think if you go into an actual flower shop, Uh, just say, you know, make me something great, whatever you like for like, whatever your budget is. And, you know, just
0: sort of, sort of give them the budget and go, I want to send my dad flowers for father's day, which is weird, but fun. And I'm willing (laughs) to spend 50 bucks Mm -hmm. and they'll go, okay, well.
1: Yeah. They know what's, what's freshest. They, you know, really love the materials. So they're going to make you something that's like really fun. Okay. Um, and, uh, and it also like allows them to sort of, to be creative and right. That's right what which we is all... fun
0: for them too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then you, and it'll probably end up being the best, like, but if there was a, a flower that like, if I said, and no carnations, cause there will be back, <laughs> there will be, there will be back, backlash mm-hmm. and, uh, they will just go, okay. Yeah. I mean, just tell them what you, what you definitely don't want. Right. And if, and if there was something you did want, yeah, and and because I think one time I went in and I was going to get flowers and they were out of season, mm-hmm. which is weird because I I thought that everything was always in season because I mean houses. especially in California, right? Oh, no, I was at Parkway Floral in South Milwaukee, Wisconsin, oh. and uh, so in South Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Parkway Floral, and you go in and you're like, "Do you have any daisies?" And they're like, "No, we do not," <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> We have carnations, mm-hmm. and I was like, Nancy Cation would not enjoy those. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. But if there's, but if there's a, a flower you definitely want, and if they don't have it, they will usually just suggest something comparable, right? Yes. Yeah. Like, because if they don't have any tulips, they'll be like, "Well, you know, these sort of teacup roses or something or mm-hmm. some yeah, other." Yeah, I mean,
1: probably like the most sought after flower any time of year is a peonies because they're so like big and lush. And some of them are
0: fragrant. Um, I can't even picture a peony. What does a peony look like?
1: They're they're round and fluffy,
0: but in a floral way. All right. In a, in a flower like (laughs) way. Yes. And, uh, Oh, Oh, weird. You know what they look like? What to me is a really big carnation. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) <laughs> I'm afraid that I don't know anything about flowers, <laughs> so you might need to do a side by side. <laughs> yeah, because this is—I mean—here's some peonies, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I—I I, I like the idea of 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 sort of the a multicolor one, mm-hmm. like like this one seems to have a lot of different colors attached to it.
1: Those—that's a Sarah Bernhardt, so. Um, when flowers all get their own individual names, I don't know what she did to get a peony named after her, but
0: that is, yeah,
1: those are a long standing, like tried and true variety. So those peonies season or not, you can usually find them.
0: Wait, Sarah Bernhardt? Sarah. Yeah. I think she was an actress in, in England in the early 1800s, late 1800s. Really? Yeah, Sandra Bernhard of course, stand-up comic. Ah, uh, right. Bernhard, Sarah Bernhardt, Sarah I think was a famous actress in on on the stage in London.
1: I I'm can't gonna have to remember check her
0: out. Yeah, I can't remember the years, but so she w- people would constantly give her flowers because she was an actress and mm-hmm. she was, you know, again, I have a lot of big <laughs> gestures today.
1: <laughs> and uh, the, you, the English definitely have, you know, they go way back with their floral knowledge and cultivating. Um, so there's a lot of English florists that, you know, set the standard.
0: Have you, have you ever wanted to go to like the Netherlands and see the tulips? Oh yes. That is actually
1: there... uh, is another like really fun story. Um, when I first started teaching floral design, it was with uh, flower school in New York and I, um, I was like running a small shop for them. So the students, the professional students could come and like run a shop, right? But what to do in between classes. So I was there, right? And to help out when they were there. And um, so uh, Flower School pre-pandemic did an annual trip to Holland. So you could see the fields and you could see the processing and packing and everything. And um, I ordered flowers for the shop while the owner was there with a group of students. So the box and he saw them going by on the conveyor belt. So he grabbed one and wrote, hi, Barbara, on the box. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's it's like such a big world, but also such a small world, you know,
0: so much. So it's uh, do you think that you'll get to go now that the that now that the pandemic's kind of winding down? Yeah, I think um,
1: even last year, some people, some designers, started taking small groups to um, the Netherlands, to Mexico, to Spain, and there's uh, there are schools in other parts of the world. So I think it would be fantastic to go to like Japan and study floral design there for a bit. You know, just learn. Would you ever?
0: Are are there museums? Are there like floral museums? Sort of like, like, I mean, I'm sure like the history of the tulip thing in the Netherlands is Mm -hmm. so, is so sort of, like, I know it. Right, Uh, yeah. But there's there's like, I'm I'm sure there's more obscure things, but it would be amazing. Like, I would like to go to Indonesia Mm -hmm. and, and see sort of the natural flowers, you know. Yeah. Yeah, there, because... I'm sure, you know, six of them want to kill you, but, uh, cause, uh, <laughs> there are, there's, um, cause a lot of things in Indonesia want to kill you, not just mm-hmm. the government. And, um, <laughs> so, but the, um, yeah. So have you, besides Mexico, have you done any, are there dream places that you want to go to?
1: Uh, internationally for, or, I mean, yeah. I just, the, uh, like natural environment in Hawaii just blows me away. Even though I've I haven't been there,
0: um, I haven't been there either. Yeah, but I yeah, hear it uh, is. It's supposed to be like we have a palmaria that somebody mm-hmm. brought us a stick back mm-hmm. from, and it grew because it's Los Angeles and things yeah, just California. grow. California, uh-huh. yeah, and <laughs> so uh, jealous. <laughs> <laughs> and so it when it flowers, I'm just like, and I have a friend who's Hawaiian, and she's like. Oh, I did not know that you had, I was like, would you like to make a flower necklace? And she's mm-hmm. like, stop talking to me. I'm just <laughs> saying it's beautiful, Jackie. <laughs> I was like, All right, I'm not, I'm not, and, uh, but uh, like her family is Hawaiian, Hawaiian, mm-hmm. right? I mean, and, um, and so she goes there a lot and says, it is gorgeous. Yeah. So,
1: um, so I, I do follow, you know, it's the age of social media. So I follow um, a bunch of shops in England, which I think would be super cool to go see in person.
0: Oh, that's neat. Like, yeah. What's, they, what, what's a what's a good what's a good Instagram account in England?
1: Um, there's a big school called McQueen's, and they're they are like, if you want to see a top notch made hand tied, it's yeah McQueen's. They just okay. They're the biggest. And is it just
0: they MC have so much stuff in them. Mm-hmm. Queens, plural. Yeah.
1: Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually, I'm going to go to Chile in a couple of weeks and um, Chile, you know, has been growing economically uh, in the past few years. They just had their first uh, democratic election. So they're out from oh, under a regime. Uh, my mom's Chilean. Yep. And um, so I'm going to go down and I, I would really love to meet a couple of flower shops that are you know they're newer it's more like the style and type of work we've been doing here Um, okay it's just really cool to see it like spread and how the styles change and people can do things with like totally different types of flowers but it there's always a commonality you know
0: right how has how I mean we're pushing the hour but I I I need to know this (laughs) is uh who what how has it changed In in like the last 30 years.
1: Yeah. um, You could go to Milwaukee and see Mm -hmm. traditional floral design, right? Which again are like your lilies, roses, carnations, baby's breath, chrysanthemums. Okay. Or what's become more um, like mainstream in the past decade or so are like more delicate, uh, natural flowers. So like ranunculus, uh, cosmos, poppies, like, you know, things that are very delicate. I think people are really embracing the ephemerality of flowers.
0: It doesn't have to be like, they have to last for a week. It's you know. <laughs> right. Cause poppies, if you touch them, sometimes it'll, it'll just fall off Yeah, the petal. Yep. And mm-hmm. so, but they are gorgeous. They are right super delicate, you know, so, so, so more of a delicate, Welcome to Hanoi 1974. I don't know if you can hear the helicopters in Van Nuys, but there they are. Um but um I love the idea of those sort of mm-hmm. sort of like like baby's breath but not but like uh, but like a bunch of different kind of actual kind of wildflowers. So they feel yeah. more wi- yeah. wild. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's more I think people are you know, where in years past, it was like, give me a dozen roses for 50 bucks, right? Now it's like, I will spend, a customer will spend $150 and they really appreciate the artistry and like the colors that are used, the shapes. So that, that's like what I see spreading in the world now. And it's, it's just super cool.
0: What's, what's a favorite bouquet, bouquet that you've made recently that, that you were kind of really psyched about that you got to use what flowers were in it and how did it end up
1: um so i'm a big uh like fantasy nerd right like old like lord of the rings
0: yeah there's another dark forest another (laughs) dark forest on on the hopper
1: yes um so i it was a while ago but uh i made for my sister's wedding she said like just make whatever you think is me and uh so i took succulents and glued um, pieces of gold foil onto them oh, and cool. then mixed them with stuff with like peonies and like thistle. So things that were both very soft, but also like kind of rough and like rustic. Right. Um, and I, I did like sort of a tester uh, a month before and sent her a photo. And she said, you literally are, I have crying right now. Like this is so Aww. perfect. So. Uh,
0: so succulents with yeah. with different flowers mm-hmm. as as the greenery as opposed to just a big fern. Yeah, right. Yeah, because yeah.
1: they yeah, we like uh, same shapes. So succulents around, peonies around. So,
0: oh, that yeah. makes sense. They kind of ch- shadow each other or, yeah. or mirror each other. Mm-hmm. That's neat. I have to say, Barbara Milley, this has been a delightful hour of talking you about flowers. Is there anything? Yeah, yeah. What? What is there anything? That I should well, it's uh it's her birthday. So it's B M C M E L E. Yes. And uh and that is your Twitter handle. And mm-hmm. um and you're in you're in New York working at a, a floral shop. What was the shop in the upper west side that you worked at?
1: Um it it is a new, a different iteration now, but it's called Posies. You can still okay. get really great hand-tied bouquets, affordable hand-tied bouquets there.
0: And, and, and what's cross street? Uh,
1: it's on Amsterdam between 78th and 77th.
0: Okay. Okay. Because well, my friend, uh, Jenny Bergman owns a, a toy store on 84th and Amsterdam. Oh yeah. Called West side kids. Yeah. So cool. it's, it's uh, Tina Fey made fun of it in her book because it has a lot of sort of handmade toys. <laughs> There's like wooden toys. And Tina Fey was like, I love this toy store, but you know, you go in and the kids are like wood. i want the bright things (laughs) right that's not shiny enough but she it's a great toy store because it has it's sort of like going to like a a museum gift shop when you go to Westside kids (laughs) yeah because it has such weird like awesome you know kids books and then you know it's like science kits and Mm -hmm. you know it's just a little more glamorous than uh than than uh target so thank um, god for that yeah. Needed. Always needed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to tell me about flowers
1: before we call it? Um, I did send flowers to Tina Fey once on behalf oh, of Steve did you? Martin. Yeah. Oh, that's well. That is one of the coolest parts of being a florist in New York City. You you have these brushes with, you know, fame or celebrity. Right, right. I, uh, it's like, I think when I was 19, I was cleaning the windows of the flower shop, and I they were on uh, Columbus, so they're super long, narrow windows, and I was on the the top of this high ladder. And right when I stepped off the ladder and turned around, Robin Williams was walking by in a bowler hat and with a bicycle, (laughs) and I was so like, "Oh my God, he's right there!" You know, and uh, he just said hello and kept walking, and. um, when I went home and told my family, they were like, why didn't you invite him to dinner? And I was like, "What? Well, I'm not going to invite weird. to dinner You're, in Queens.
0: You are correct. <laughs> this yeah. is not, yes, the, my favorite year. Uh, so, yeah. which is a great movie where uh, <laughs> Peter O'Toole gets invited to Queens to dinner. Uh, so um, <laughs> I have to say you chose wisely. Um, I thought that when you were in the window, uh, you were maybe moving the reindeer around and Santa came by and told you that you had them in the wrong order. Um, but
1: <laughs> I think Evan Williams is kind of way better,
0: <laughs> way better than Santa. Well, yeah. it's true. I, um, I was eating at Barney Greengrass one time in the Upper West side and Frances McDormand was sitting at a table on the other side of the room. Oh my God. I almost got up and walked over and lost <laughs> my mind. And then I decided much like you to leave her alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's trying to have a little lunch yep a little sm- smoked fish she's trying to live her life Jackie why don't you leave her alone
1: <laughs> just let her be a human
0: <laughs> Barbara Millie, thank you so much for doing the dork for us this was awesome thank
1: you for having me on Jackie and uh right. I would like to uh plug I started a podcast oh um, did it's, you yes it's called flower stories oh my and, god Please. um first episode uh, publication by the end of the month. Um, and I'm just going to be talking to people in the industry. So wholesalers, designers, shop owners. Um,
0: Oh my yeah. God. Yes. Flower stories. Uh, yeah. Send me whatever social media tag that that will be. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I will put that in the notes. It's uh, a flower guys, stories
1: org on Instagram.
0: Org on O-R-G on Instagram. Yeah. So it's flower, at flower stories O-R-G. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, Because somebody seven years ago took flower stories and posted five things and then hasn't done anything since. (laughs) So, oh, oh, the audacity,
0: (laughs) (laughs) the audacity. It makes me want to scream at the sky like Wolverine. Um, You're not wrong. But flower stories, you could get in on the ground floor of flower stories podcast, uh, everyone. Uh, So get in on that. (laughs) And, you know, the rules out there take care of each other.